Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and I am Dan Campana, the Senior Manager for PR and Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you back to our latest episode here. And today, we got a triple threat of sorts uh, on the other side of the microphone. We've got Kevin McFarland, who is the Houston Chapter President. He's a professional development specialist, and he is the host of the Art of Emergency Nursing podcast. So for the price of one episode, you get two podcasters in one. So let's welcome Kevin McFarland to the ENA podcast. Now, what would you pay? Two podcasters. Hey, everybody. Hey, Dan, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Kevin. It was great to uh, to get to meet you during SCLO in San Diego and to uh, learn about your podcast and to meet you a little bit. So why don't you tell the audience just a little bit about your background um, in emergency nursing and um, if you want to segue a little bit into how you ended up in getting into podcasting as well. Sure. Well, um, so I have been in the emergency department in one form or another, one form or another for about 20 years. Um, I started as a technician in the emergency department at University of New Mexico Hospital. Um, actually, before that, I started a, a hospital called Presbyterian, uh, but really kind of got a lot of experience at the university. Level one trauma center, busy place. Um, the tech role was the coolest job ever because I had all the cool, got to do all the cool stuff the nurses did, but I had none of the responsibility. And so, you know, <laughs> even as even as tech, I thought like I, like I thought I was doing some really cool stuff, and I had no idea what the nurses were doing. Um, became a nurse. Uh, started as a pediatric emergency nurse. Did that for a while. Um, did, did a little bit of program management stuff with the state. Um, uh, went to the State Department of Health, worked there for a little bit. Went back to the ER, uh, worked there for a few years, and then eventually uh, took my first leadership job as a uh, manager at the VA hospital, uh, also in New Mexico, and then eventually uh, moved, ended up moving to Houston. So moved to Houston, did a couple different things here, but ended up now as a professional development specialist for a two-hospital system. Um, in, in Houston, that is a level one and a level three trauma center. Uh, and it's been just incredible. It's been uh, kind of the, the education role was something I was kind of avoiding, and I don't know why, uh, but then realized that, boy, that's just the coolest job ever. So I uh, love what I do, really enjoy it. I really enjoy the, the opportunity to, to educate um, professionals, educate emergency nurses, you know, even when I was doing something not ER, I always still called myself an emergency nurse because <laughs> that's in my heart. That's what I am. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. So now, what gets, So how do you go from all of that to saying, I think I want to put a microphone of some sort in front of me and talk about emergency nursing with other emergency nurses? Gosh. So, so there, there's actually a story to this. So the... I was at SCLO, I think this was probably two years ago. Um, I was at SCLO, I don't even remember where, it was, it was when it was in Chicago and it was so blasted cold, people will remember <laughs> that. Um, but I went to SCLO and one of the evenings in SCLO, I was sitting at a restaurant with about 10 or so emergency nurses from all over the world. And we were just kind of talking ER nursing and we were talking about stuff that ER nurses talk about. 
we were talking about we were talking about different cases, and you had this, and I, you had this kind of case, I had that kind of case. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, this would be something people would really love to hear. Like people would like to hear this. Now I'd been listening to podcasts since, I don't know, probably 2004 or so, like when podcasts first kind of got started and like, it was like mostly like nerd stuff and, and that was on there. Um, and you know, I even went as far as to buy a bunch of podcasting stuff, probably, I don't know, four years ago, I bought some podcasting stuff and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, a, I'm going to do a podcast. So I, I love speaking. I love talking. I, I do a little bit of um, national speaking um, kind of stuff too, and, and educating and thought it'd be a lot of fun to do. And, um, but I couldn't never, I couldn't really settle on what kind of podcast I wanted to do. So fast forward this, you know, this evening at, at Sclow, I was like, this is the podcast I want to do. I want to, I want to tell ER stories. Um, so at the Art of Emergency Nursing, that's what we do. We tell ER stories. I get a, an opportunity to interview ER nurses from all over the world and hear the stories of things that either shaped or sometimes scarred their careers. Um, you know, we, a lot of ER nurses have kind of very shared experience. Uh, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the same things where you're like, oh, that happened to you? Oh, yeah, that happened to me too. Um, and, and I think most ER nurses can really relate to that. Um, so I decided I'd try it and, and see how it goes. Uh, I was encouraged by another podcaster, um, uh, a woman named Nisa, also a, an ER nurse, also a flight nurse and, uh, who has her own podcast. Um, shout out to the keyword podcast. Um, but the, uh, you know, I was kind of encouraged by her listening to her podcast. I was like, going, I, I can do this. Like, this would be fun. Um, and sure enough, she's like, you know, record a couple episodes and see if you like the process. And, you know, because as you know, probably better than most, it's a lot of work. It's, uh, it, it sounds like, you know, you're just kind of fun and shooting the breeze. But then there's the work that you got to put after the fact. Um, so I, I tried a couple episodes and just fell in love with it. Um, fell in love with hearing people's stories, hearing stories from my friends that I'd never heard before. You know, some stories I had heard before, or I remembered um, a lot of stories I'd never heard before. And, you know, it, it kind of took off. You know, I, I told people that, you know, maybe just be me and my wife listening at first, but we'll see. And <laughs> And it's not, it's, um, you know, we, we've gotten a little bit of traction in the emergency nursing community, which I'm super excited and proud of. And, and then a lot of traction in the nursing student realms too. A lot of, a lot of people who either want to come to the emergency department or are in nursing school and want to be an ER nurse are listening to the podcast and, and finding value in it. And that's, that's the bottom line is I want people to find value. You know, not only the, the idea of sharing stories is, is a lot of times that's how we learn. You know, you can, you can show facts and figures to somebody, but if you can actually give them a story and say, here's what happens when you don't give adenosine properly. Like, here's what happens when it works. Here's what happens when it doesn't work. And, and you can have that story that goes to it. That, that sticks in the brain. And, and I think that's a lot of how people learn. So hopefully they're learning some lessons from the podcast and learning from other people's mistakes and successes and failures. The biggest thing that I've taken away, and, and I know some of our listeners probably listen to both, and there's kind of a different feel between when an ENA podcast episode comes out because we're coming from a certain perspective and what we're trying to highlight and feature. What I've taken away from listening to some of your episodes, um, there's a realness to it. There's a little rawness to it at times because the ED yeah. is a raw place. Um, yeah. And ED nurses, as I've come to learn in the last couple of years, uh, are very unique and 
brutally honest sort of bunch. Um, so what I, what I hear in your episodes is a lot of stream of consciousness, uh, a lot of that realness that comes through. Um, and it's, it's not contrived. And the, the reason I say that is because I know your background is not in interviewing people. It's not journalism. It's nothing like that. It's not yeah. where I came from, but you have a way of, of carrying those conversations along in a way that uh, evokes the best in whatever your topic is. And sometimes the topic is just the nurse's experience. You know, to, to, to have that kind of compliment from from an actual reporter who actually does this for a living is like it that's it means a lot to me, Dan. Um, you know what what we try to do, what I try to do is like when I'm talking to folks is is yeah, we again we have shared experience and sometimes it's raw and sometimes it's a little gritty and sometimes it's not, you know, for all audiences. Um, but but the heart's there. And the heart is always the the piece of it that you know, emergency nurses have a lot of heart, as you as you have probably figured out. They're very passionate about what they do. They're very passionate about who they are and what they do. And I think that comes through. And we, you know, we've done uh, most of most of what we do is is just kind of interviews and, and telling stories about their stories. But then there's been a couple where we've done specific topics and where we've covered, you know, topics about like, you know, COVID nineteen, or we've talked about bullying, or we've talked about you know, um, you know, uh, unethical bosses. I mean, we've we've talked about some topical things that are things that emergency nurses are are dealing with. And it's not it's not the clinical podcast. You know, if you're if you're looking for um, something that's gonna you know help you get ready for a national exam or something, this isn't it. Um, but if you want something that I think is gonna make you feel good about what you do and who you do it with and who you do it for, and knowing that you're the, the biggest thing I think and the most important thing I think that that comes through with every episode is you're not alone. Um, you're, you're experiencing things that, that other people have experienced. And I think that goes a really long way because sometimes, sometimes I think emergency nurses feel a little bit alone. They feel like they're the only ones kind of going through, you know, having a rough patch or not, not doing well or, and, and that's just not the case. I mean, I, there's a lot of people who, Every every episode I, I put out, you know, someone will someone will get back to me like, oh my god, that really spoke to me, and that's cool. Like I love that. I got feedback from from one lady who said, you know, she goes, she goes, I, I find myself answering the questions you ask in the car, and you know, to myself thinking, what would I answer, and how would I answer that, and and I was like, how cool is that? You know, fast forward. So again, this was kind of born at SCLO, so you know, uh, the state chapters leader meeting. The, the very last glow um, we I went to and I, I got a chance to meet somebody um, who and she I walked up and she goes you're Kevin McFarland I'm like uh yeah you bet and she goes I she's like I, I want to give you a hug I feel like we're best friends and I was like that's really cool and she's like you have no idea who I am and I was like Nope, but that's okay. <laughs> and she goes, but she goes, I, she goes, I feel like we're so close. And she goes, like, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, how cool is that? To make be able to, connection, right? to make that connection, to make that connection. One of the first people who reached out to me on the podcast via, via email and said, hey, you know, like what you're doing was a woman from Australia. Wait, when am I going to talk to a woman from Australia here in Houston? That just doesn't happen. So uh, like that, that just did it for me. I was like, I, I'm hooked. I'm going to be doing this for a little while. What I, the other, what you mentioned was kind of the mix of the storytelling and a little bit of topicalness. And you mentioned COVID specifically, um, which is not just a clinical issue. It is clearly a mental health and well-being issue. Um, oh my God, yes. From, from top to bottom. So 
uh, you're serving a couple of different purposes when you're able to talk clinical a little bit, but also to give that respite. So if they know there's a new episode and, um, you know, they can set aside that half hour or whatever uh, the length is that your conversation took you with a particular episode for a particular episode. Yeah. Uh, what's great about that is you're giving them, it's something that is about their world, but it isn't something that is going to take them back into work and yeah. wear on them. It's giving them a little bit of that, like I said, that respite and it's building those connections. So um, now it seems like a really, really important time to have something like what you're doing out there because people need a little bit of that escape, even if it's still familiar in that emergency nursing realm. How much did you think about that over these last maybe five, six months as COVID has really taken over the ED? One of the things I'll, I'll, I'll say is that I think, I think emergency nurses all over the world are feeling that extra stress. You know, not only are we, not only are we, you know, doing the same things we do all the time, trying to save lives, trying to take care of social issues. I mean, the, the, the emergency department, as we all know, is the, is the window to the health system. Um, we are, we are where if you, if you look at your ER, I'll, I'll tell you what your health system looks like and I'll tell you who you're serving and who you're not. Um, so certainly there's that, there's that kind of window to the healthcare system. But now in addition to that, we're dealing with a disease process that we can't see, we don't always recognize. Sometimes there's no symptoms and you could be carrying this disease and not even know it. And, and I think for emergency nurses, I, I, I believe are, are feeling that extra level of stress because not only do we have to protect ourselves from the known, we have to protect ourselves from the unknown. And not only do we have to protect ourselves, we have to protect our family. I need to go home and make sure that that my wife um, isn't going to get, you know, like I'm not exposing her unnecessarily to, to COVID-19. I, I can't have her get sick. Like I, you know, so it that's the kind of thing that I think, so that has certainly added to the stress level. Now, the, you know, the, the cool thing was, is the, I think the emergency nursing community has kind of rallied around that and really have, have tried to kind of lift each other up a little bit and, and be there and, and, you know, thank God for our professional organizations that help kind of lay that groundwork. Um, you know, if you're involved in a professional organization, you have friends all over the world. You have friends all over the world. My, my wife was in the hospital and I get a card from the Netherlands. How cool is that? Like I, that wouldn't have happened without, you know, that, that backbone of the professional organization. But again, so I think we're, the, the community seems to be getting smaller um, and and maybe more unified. I don't know. Um, but but to, have a, but to have an opportunity in a in a platform like this to you know to give a voice to a variety of folks who are like you said you have shared experiences and you all um, put your scrubs on the same way every day so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but to do it in a way that um, you know it feels like it's empowering a little bit more of that shrinking of the community. Is that is that something that you've noticed? I hope so. I, you know, certainly that's my goal. You know, I, I know that, um, you know, every, every episode I put out someone, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this person could be my best friend. Like we would get along. And I'm like, and, and I happen to know both these people. I'm like, oh, you guys would be like besties. You guys would be so much fun. You guys have so much fun together. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, giving, giving those ER nurses a voice and, you know, I'll, I'll have ER nurses reach out and be like, oh, my gosh, I feel like this needs to be talked about. I feel like this needs to be addressed. And I'm like, let's talk about it. Like, we, we, we have the opportunity. We have an opportunity and we get, you know, we, we can get a few people to listen to this thing. So it's exciting. It's exciting to give a voice to the emergency nurses 
and not only, you know, clinically, but, but the heart of what we do. Because to me, that's what's interesting. And you were talking about the reach a little bit and, you know, these, these fan moments of people who are like, hey, I know you, that sort of thing, and how cool that was for you. Yeah. Um, of course, nobody can see this except, you know, that I'm talking to you, but our listeners can't see right now in your backdrop, in your little studio that you've created, uh, you've got shirts from uh, states around the country, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so and, and, and beyond that even. Uh, talk a little bit about that because I think that's kind of interesting as you've tried to, you know, like any other podcast, you're trying to build a little bit of a, uh, a reputation or an audience, but also yeah. that you've gotten the feedback and people have responded to what you're doing. So talk a little bit about the, the shirts that you've got that line your wall. Yeah. So, so inside the studio on, on one wall of the studio, I have um, shirts from ERs all over the, all over the world, really. Um, you know, my goal was to try to get 50 states. I didn't quite get there, but I got a whole bunch. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just kind of put a call out, uh, both on the podcast and just in social media. One of the things I've, you know, as you, as you kind of put yourself out there as someone who, who is trying to represent emergency nursing, um, you know, you, you, uh, social media has been fantastic. And I, I kind of put out and said, Hey, I'm doing a podcast. I came up with this great idea that I'd seen to, um, I came up with it. I stole the idea 100%. Um, but yeah, I had this idea of, of putting up these shirts from ERs, uh, all over the world and put them up on the, the, the wall and use them for sound deadening, which is really important in the studio sense. Um, and oh my gosh, like immediately I got more shirts than I can handle. Like I, people were like sending one today. Uh, you know, but I think I think the first one I got was from Patty Howard. And, you know, I got a you know I got a Kentucky shirt up there somewhere, and and you know stuff like that. Like the they were so willing to be a part of it, and I was like, how cool is that? So we, so yeah, I got this this cool backdrop uh, for when I do some video stuff or when I you know uh, get a chance to show off my my little studio here, and yeah, I got all these. And most a lot of these are ENA. Um, a lot of these are ENA shirts or ENA you know chapters. Um, so it's really cool to be able to show that off and, and have the community be part of that. That just makes my day. So, so, you know, as a podcaster, typically you're used to asking the questions and you're, you're answering the questions here. You've also had, um, through COVID and through your role in Houston, uh, opportunity to uh, do some media and to be, you know, to represent ER nurses, but also represent, uh, ENA and represent yourself a little bit. And, um, you've had some good traction because I, I think your first one was back when things were really starting to ramp up and you had a real simple message, but um, it took, you know, I, I won't use the word viral because I can't attest to that necessarily, but to be able to get on TV and put forward a pretty straightforward message about best ways the public could operate. And it's very applicable now as well, but talk about that first media hit that you did. And, you know, uh, this little bit of a whirlwind, you know, where people now are looking to, to Houston ENA and looking to you for, um, you know, a little perspective on things that have been going on COVID related. Yeah. You know, you know, COVID has certainly has everybody's attention and has put ER nurses front and center and given us a chance to shine, um, which I think is really super cool. And, and, you know, Granted, we're 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 working, we're we're busy, um, but the the first kind of media request I got for the the Houston ENA uh, as the president was on uh, when when the masks were getting scooped up, N95s were being bought up, regular surgical masks were being bought up, and and all that stuff was just flying off the shelves. And this was you know when COVID was just kind of getting started, 
um, you know, now the perspective has changed so much. Uh, but the, the, you know, the kind of the, the little media spot that actually ended up going, um, you know, getting pretty popular was kind of me saying, save the health, save the mask for healthcare workers. If you're, if you're well, you don't need a mask. Now, of course, CDC has, has changed all of that. And, you know, um, ironically, I got a chance to be on that same TV channel, um, you know, not that long ago saying, you know, if you're going out in public, get yourself a mask. <laughs> <laughs> but it does show how quickly this has all evolved. It, you know, just it, yeah, you know, it's uh, evidence-based practice, right? Like, I mean, we, we, we go with the best evidence and the, the, the best evidence at the time was the CDC saying, hey guys, the public was buying masks and we're like, you don't need it unless you're, unless you're a healthcare worker, you know, working with, with you know, sick patients or you're immunocompromised, you don't need a mask. And people were running around wearing masks all the time. Now we can't get them to wear the masks. Now, now we're we're saying, you know, if you're if you're going to go out in public, you know, keep that social distance and 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 wear the mask. So it's kind of ironic. I got a chance to be on the um, both sides of that argument on the same TV channel. That, that's kind of nobody's pointed that out but me. But I, I certainly the irony hasn't been lost on me. Well, you know, when you look at March versus now, there's a lot that's changed. Um, yeah, know. like so much has changed since then. Like, we, and again, it's evidence-based practice. It's what we do in emergency nursing. When we have better evidence and we, we know that things need to change, then we start to make that change. And and certainly that's what we've done as healthcare workers. And, and that's what we need the public to do, too. So to go back to Art of Emergency Nursing podcast, um, this is always a tough question for anybody who does this type of thing, but is there a favorite moment that you've had or a, a moment in an interview where you're like, wow, you know, I never would have expected that or wow, I'm really happy I was the vehicle for, for this to come forward to a larger audience. Gosh, there's, ah, there's so many, there's so many really cool, like some of the stories are just, some of them are heartbreaking. Some of them are hilarious. Um, there's, you know, been a few things that have been, you know, proven to be really, you know, kind of soundbite catchy, like, um, you know, we've, we've had some really great moments. And, and one of the things I, I always appreciate is I always appreciate when, when somebody, you know, says kind of here's the story, but here's the lesson, here's the lesson I learned from the story. And some of my favorite episodes are just that, where they're like going, here's what happened. Here's how, you know, I, I narrowly escaped disaster. Or here's how maybe I didn't. Um, and, but, but here's what I learned from that. And I think that's, those are my favorite moments in the podcast where people will say, and, and here's what I learned. And here's what the take home is for, for you guys. And, you know, to give, to give some of these, some of the people, you know, a lot of, a lot of the folks that have been on the podcast are people that, you know, like in, in the ENA world, they may know, you know, there's some people, you know, past presidents, board members and that kind of thing. Um, but, but what also is really cool is there's, there's nurses on there that you've never heard of, um, never heard of, but they have amazing stories. My, my very first podcast interview was a nurse that, that um, uh, she's not, particularly well-known. She's, you know, she certainly is a, a hardcore ear nurse and she had a disastrous first day of clinicals. It was terrible and like traumatizing. And, and to, to share that story and be like, oh my gosh. And, and someone was like, oh, I, I feel her pain. But, but then she took that and was like, okay, I, I know what I want to do now. I'm being an ER nurse. This is, this is kind of cool. Um, to share those kind of stories with the, not only the people you know, but the people you don't know really just makes it so much fun for me. 
So for someone who hasn't listened to the, your podcast yet, which, you know, hopefully if they're listening to this one, they're listening to all sorts of emergency nursing podcasts. Absolutely. But for someone who hasn't heard what you do and, and your style, uh, how would you describe the style of your podcast? We've, we've kind of used some of those adjectives already, but um, yeah. what, what would you, you know, what would be your hook to say, hey, check us out for this reason or that reason? I would say, I would say it's really, it's like, imagine, you know, uh, imagine a break room conversation um, between a couple of nurses just kind of shooting the breeze and, and, you know, with everything that comes with it. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little raw, sometimes it's a little emotional, sometimes there's tears. Um, And I I really, I really keep it pretty conversational. Um, You know, we, we just kind of go back and forth and it's not, I, I try not to make it sound like an interview show. And, and a lot of times it's a lot of the same questions, but the answers are always so different that it's always a new episode. And, um, and I think that a conversation, uh, just a conversation between old friends is how I, I hope it comes across. Um, you know, I, I interviewed, I interviewed a nurse who is a nurse that I worked with before I became a nurse and was one of the nurses that I really looked up to um, for being a nurse. Like, Part, part of what I, part of my style, part of the way I take care of people was influenced by her. And um, to, to be able to just sit down and talk to her and be like, oh my gosh. And, and the story she told, you know, she's told heartbreaking stories. Um, and, you know, she had an amazing career and, you know, now retired and now not, you know, doing it anymore. But, but, you know, she, one of the things she says, she goes, I always loved the ER. And I'm like, me too. That's, that's. <laughs> That's my, you know, I love what I do. I love sharing the passion for emergency nursing. You know, I, I, I try to share that whenever I can. And because um, we should love what we do. We have a really, really cool job. And um, it's amazing to, uh, to get to share that with people. So this is the, my, the best part of doing an interview with another podcaster. You get to plug where people can find you right now, because when they're done listening to ENA podcasts, I want to give you the opportunity to make sure that they know where to find you. So uh, Fireway, how can they find you? Where can they download you? Where can they find you on social? Awesome. Super, super easy to find. Art of Emergency Nursing. You can find us on all the social channels, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, kind of. Um, and then, you know, Art of Emergency Nursing, wherever you get your podcasts, just type that in. And my guess is, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our audience is exactly the same. So they may be, they may already be aware. Um, but in case you're not, you know, check out the podcast. You might, you might enjoy it. So I will wrap up in, in the opposite fashion. Usually I'll, I'll, you know, offer up that one last question. But um, because these are two podcasts, people talking to one another, uh, it's only fair that I give you an opportunity to ask a question of me as the purveyor of the ENA podcast. Um, so I, I, you're, you're rubbing your hands together in sort of that Mr. Burns fashion because you're That's right. That's right. somewhat diabolically, but, um, you know, what, what can I answer for you as someone who um, is not that much more experienced in the podcast world, but I have spent a number of years, uh, 20 to be exact this year, uh, interviewing people and getting them to tell me their stories. So is there anything in that realm that I can, I can answer for you uh, out of the fairness of equal time with two hosts of podcasts here side by side? Gosh, this is such a great opportunity I wasn't prepared for. Um, wow. So I violated podcasting 101 because I hit you with a question you weren't prepared for. So no, kids at okay. home, I, 
Don't surprise I, your guests. I do that. I, I do that all the time in reality. Like, I, you know, one of the, one of the people I interviewed, you know, was like, oh yeah. She's like, wait, you don't usually ask this question. I'm like, no, but it's you. You're fine. You're good. You can answer this question. I asked her a really hard question. Um, I was, I was going for tears. It didn't work out, but I was going for tears. Um, gosh. And in, in the interest of, of the parties who are not around, you and I, we've had a number of different conversations over the yeah. last several months. So, um, yeah. you know, we, we've gotten to know each other's backgrounds a little bit. Um, Absolutely. But uh, I, I figured I'd offer that opportunity. If not, you know, we could certainly do a revisit episode later on where, uh, Gosh, where, totally. where Kevin just asks questions of me. But I, I guess I guess the one question, uh, you know, what's here? Uh, one thing, one question I have for you is, is kind of a uh, as a non ER nurse, like what have you found to be the common thread amongst ER nurses, and 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 how you how do you find us like? how do you find us to do one interview and, and two keep down the same path? It's because sometimes that's hard. How do you, what, how do you handle that? What, what I think is um, to, to the question, which is really good. Um, having come from a, a journalism background where every day of the week, you're potentially meeting somebody for the first time and talking to them about something you've never heard about before. You have that uh, a bit of nimbleness where you know where you can start and you know how that will take you down a path where you will learn as you're taking something in from that person. What my background involved was a lot of first responders. And I certainly very early on identified mercy nurses as first responders, although they, you know, you guys don't go with, out. With, with climate control. I mean, yes, exactly. A Andrew Bowman who's brilliant will say, yeah, you know, I liked air conditioning. So I had to go inside so it's climate control. That's <laughs> exactly. The so the trouble comes to you. You're not going out and seeking the trouble. It doesn't make it any less dangerous. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it doesn't make it any less traumatic to see what yeah. comes in through the door. But, um, the other thing that, that has come out of this for me over these last couple of years, learning and meeting nurses, and I interviewed Andrew a few years ago for ENA Connection when I was working with the magazine and uh, found him to be uh, very intriguing and very well-spoken and knows how to spin a story in a, in a way that, you know, I think I talked to him about uh, dual, um, uh, dual defibrillators or something oh, yeah, to that effect. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's, uh, I knew nothing about it, but I felt like I could do it by the end of the time we were talking. Yeah, you're like, I got this. That's awesome. But, the, uh, but what I, I compare this to is I, I spent a lot of time in community journalism, and it's about seeing the names and faces of the people that you know for the good things that they're doing. So within ENA, we've got a community of 50,000, and the ED nurse community is much larger than that. But you all know each other to a certain extent. You have those shared experiences, and your stories always have value because you live, so to speak, in the same town. You live in the ED. And that is the most important thing that you do for your eight to 12 to 15 hours a day. Um, and then you've got some great things that you guys do outside of this. And you're an example of that. You know, you do your job, but then you do this because you have a passion for it, for the podcasting yeah. and for the topic. So yeah. um, it's been in interesting to meet um, a pretty wide variety. I'm fortunate enough to have met some of our international members as well and to learn their stories and learn um, about what they're doing and in my current role to be able to help get those stories amplified in a different way, um, you know, to get folks um, such as yourself and help out when you guys have media inquiries and you want to know how to talk to reporters. So you're 
talking with one word, it'll never go away. It's always a part of my brain. So anything that helps us get those stories out there, especially with COVID, because it's such a, it's been such a wide ranging thing. And to get a diversity of, of responses and stories has been, um, hasn't been easy over the last few months, but we have done a really, really good job of making sure ED nurses have been represented. I, I gotta, I just gotta say, you know, and, and what the, the audience won't know is that you and I have been on the phone and talking for the last couple of days because um, we're, we're getting a lot of media requests at the, the local level. And, and, you know, that's not something we're trained to do. Like we're like, I, I'm probably more trained or more ready than most. Um, but people aren't, aren't used to talking to journalists and then have that little bit of hesitation. And, and boy, with your guidance between you and Mike, you and Mike have been like on speed dial for me and, and, and been willing to answer my questions and help me out and, and help me best represent the, the organization and the profession. And, and I can't thank you enough for that. You've been a huge resource for me and, and for our, you know, for the Houston ENA for sure. And, and for, you know, just the amazing work that the ENA is doing is just incredible. Like it, it and, and you particularly have been particularly helpful for me lately. So I really, really appreciate you. I appreciate that. And I, I think we were joking about it before we started recording today that, uh, uh, you know, in your role as a, a leader uh, of a chapter, the, seeing the value of being able to get a little bit of that insight. And we joked about, you know, maybe at a webinar or a SCLO uh, coming soon, maybe the two of us will uh, will spend a little time, you know, giving, um, you know, your experiences as a frontline person and talking yeah. with the media, but, you know, my background that we can share some stories and some guidance so that um, your peers, uh, whatever role that they're playing uh, within leadership around the country, we can share a little bit of experience and, and help them feel a little bit more comfortable to do uh, local TV, local print, or with their favorite local podcaster, um, yeah, they want to share yeah. the stories of emergency nurses. So uh, yeah. we'll have to, to to work on getting that onto an agenda somewhere nearby near, yeah, in the near gotcha. future. I think it's a great idea because because uh, as you know, you know, um, we uh, nurses who are nurses who are passionate about emergency nursing end up you know becoming leaders in the organization, and and as good as the organization is about trying to kind of get you ready for that. There's some things you just can't get ready for until it's, you know, the 11th hour. I mean, there's, there's things you can't prep for without thinking about it, you know, in advance and, and thinking things through and, and having, you know, an expert like you who can say, here's how to kind of, here's how to kind of talk to the media. That goes a really long way for people who, who don't have that training and that, that could really be beneficial. So that would be, that'd be cool. And I have one more question for you. Oh, we got a two for here. All right, bonus time. Yeah, Go ahead. Two bonus question, and for what it is, what's been your favorite moment in the ENA podcast so far? Uh, that's I, I, I like that you you turned that one back around on me. Um, I have to say, uh, it's an episode. The first episode we did for 2020, obviously before we knew what was just around the corner for us. Uh, the chance to uh, someone else who I've talked to a number of times, but to have her on the podcast, uh, Joanne Fidali, our historian and, and the 1990 president, uh, we, were start, we, we, we sat down to talk and set the tone for 2020 as the 50th anniversary year. And, um, you know, we were fortunate Joanne comes into the office uh, on a, a fairly regular, you know, a few times a year to to do ENA historian things around the office. And usually she's stationed 
um, in the Kelleher room uh, of the office, which is right out, right uh, beside where uh, my you know my department, my, myself and Tim, um, and exec office and Nancy's office are all right there. So Joanne will always come out and say, "Hey, I found this cool little thing, or I found this, or here's a question for you." So to be able to sit down and talk with her um, as someone who was a part of this organization as a leader um, who had the fortune to uh, be associated with one of the founders of this association and to really get a perspective of what it means to, to reach 50 years, knowing that it's and, and in that interview, there's a couple of things that come up. One, uh, her recognition that, you know, wow, 1990 was 30 years ago when she was president and kind of doing the math in her head. Uh, knowing I was in seventh, eighth grade in 1990, and to think about, you know, Joanne was at her, you know, at her peak as a leader uh, at that point, uh. but um, also to hear her talk about what, you know, how she thinks that um, uh, Anita Dore and Judith Kelleher, what they would think uh, to see where we're at right now. And I say we, I mean, I'm a very small part of ENA and its 50-year history, but um, to see her get emotional talking about something that she lived, you know, which is the growth and the development of this organization almost from day one. Um, and to see what inspired and how, uh, you know, our, 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 the founders really put all of this in motion. And for her just to take a second and sit back, again, we did the interview in the Kelleher room there. So, so there's something fitting about sitting in one of the rooms named for the co-founder, one of the co-founders. Um, to see her get emotional, just kind of contemplating that, um, was I think that was probably one of the the, the highlight moments uh, for me, um, and I, I think that was a well received episode because we were at a, we were in a different place in January to be talking about what our, the fiftieth year was going to look like and feel like with celebrations and um, yeah. we've adapted in a different direction uh, because the world has told us that we need to and yeah. um, you know we we've 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 kitted around in within staff circles that you know maybe we'll just kind of slap a one on the 50th logo for next year and the party will really kick up next year but um this year will be defined even though it's a celebratory year it'll be defined by the things that emergency nurses have been doing since they you know since ENA began and even before then which is rising to the occasion of what uh what's thrown at them and and there haven't been many things like this in ENA's history let alone you know uh, anyone's history that has been as impactful uh, as 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 COVID has been on uh, emergency nursing. So uh, to see all that kind of context in hindsight, you know, uh, to see how she talked, Joanne talked about, you know, the meaningfulness of this organization to her, um, and then to see that all play out this year because of the passion, the dedication, the struggle, everything that's come out of this year, and. Uh, hopefully in the not too distant future, we get clear of this to the point where uh, our members and ED nurses can come together again, um, you know, at our events or in the ways that we typically gather. Um, and we can reflect with it a little bit in hindsight and go, you know, that was a pretty crazy year, but we did what we, we, we've always set out to do. Um, yeah. So, but that's, that's great. And, and I encourage people, you know, I'll, I'll self plug here because it is, you know, the podcast I host, but certainly folks go back and, you know, if you've downloaded us on your phone or you're looking for us on SoundCloud, go back and, and check out that episode with Joanne. I think it'll be a great perspective. It's a, it's a great episode and, and you're right. I mean, just thinking how different the world was in January um, and, and just think, you know, 50 years from now at the hundredth anniversary of ENA, they're going to kind of look back and say, hey, let's pull up those old podcast episodes. And well, remember those old podcast things. Let's listen to that and see what that sounded like. And I mean, you're, you're, you are creating a, a, um, 
uh, time capsule for for the next 50 years, which is super cool. And, you know, I, I know you know that there's always a little, you know, behind the scenes podcast magic. So I'll let the little secret out that Joanne typically comes into the office in December. So that episode may have been recorded in December, but Joanne did an excellent job of talking as if we were in January so that we uh, gave that that illusion of talking in real time. So there's a little uh, podcast behind the scenes magic. I'm, I'm sure you've got a few of your own little things, but you know, no good magician reveals all of their secrets. You can't reveal all. You can't reveal all the tricks. You can't reveal, you know, who who was, you know, the, who I had to be on the bleep button for. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We we don't have a bleep button. <laughs> so, Which is good. That that feed just, that, that know, raw conversational style. It just comes out sometimes, right? For what it's worth, we don't have a bleep button. I mean. I, <laughs> I think I've bleeped a couple of things, but not many. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's exciting to, it's exciting to be able to kind of document and record and archive stories and ER nursing and, and the, the career I love, the career that's given so much to me um, and has, has kind of defined my adulthood. I mean, I've, I've been doing uh, ER in one form or another for, for almost 20 years and, you know, that's, that's a long time. So, Definitely. so um, you know, from an ENA podcast perspective, this is one of our, uh, you know, this is one of our maybe two car trip episodes, which is good because we, we like to vary up the, the length. Sometimes we want to make sure people can get those good doses when they're, uh, when they're in the car or when they're in between things. So, um, you know, I, I always get a little bit of feedback from some folks go, Oh, that one was longer than usual, but they never say it in there. Like I couldn't listen to it. And I know this will be one that flows very well because, um, you've got two people who are, are just kind of hitting the ball back and forth over the over the net. Uh, so I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving me the time out of your schedule because, you know, you've been, you know, you've got reporters who want to talk about Houston ENA and COVID. So to cut some time out for me, in addition to your work, uh, as always, we appreciate, um, you know, all the guests that give us their time. So uh, I thank you for that. And uh, any final thoughts about uh, uh, everything that's been going on and everything we've talked about here? No, I think uh, well, the good news for you is you can totally blame the long episode on me and nobody will be surprised. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes we kind of go into a part A and part B and they're still long. Um, but yeah, so certainly that's not going to surprise anybody. But I just got to tell you, I'm excited to be on the podcast, excited to be part of ENA. Um, it's it's opened a lot of doors for me. It's been an amazing ride. Um, I, I just uh, will be releasing an episode uh, with Patty Howard. And one of the things I talk about is that Patty Howard was the um, chair of my first national conference, my national committee. Excuse me. She was the chair of my first national committee. And, and she really just kind of wet my appetite for, for um, just being involved and, and not only being a card carrying member, but being an active member, which I think is super important. So thanks for having me on the podcast i really appreciate it and i really appreciate everything you've done and i'm sure we'll still be talking throughout the week definitely definitely and you know a nice plug there for that next episode so whether uh somebody hears this and they can look forward to it or they can hear this and they'll go hey i can jump right over to to the patty episode they can go back to back uh you know so it's the magic of recording and when things get get uh, published, you know, in our various formats. So Kevin McFarland, the Houston chapter president and also the host of the Art of Emergency Nursing podcast. Uh, one more time, thank you so much for, for being a part of the ENA podcast. And 
hopefully, if your audience hears this, they will become listeners of ours and listeners of the ENA podcast will, will come over and find and, and join your, uh, your growing legion of listeners as well. Absolutely. And thank you so much again for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. So that'll do it for this episode of the ENA podcast. Uh, as always, we, uh, we appreciate everyone who tunes in and listens uh, through their favorite uh, podcast listening device or in the car or at home uh, after a long day. Uh, we do encourage you also to, to check out the Art of Emergency Nursing podcast. Uh, as always, the opinions expressed there are that of those folks who are in that interview. Um, but certainly we appreciate uh, the uh, impact that ENA has had and, and the ENA representation that goes on in that podcast. So if you're looking for something that's a little bit different, um, but is certainly to the heart uh, of, of what emergency nursing is, uh, check that out. So for now, this is Dan Campana, uh, wishing everyone to be safe and be well, and we'll catch you next time on the ENA podcast.